0: I'm your host, Candace Sampson, and I am coming to you for the third week in a row from my new home studio, my new and unexpected home studio. And so like a lot of you, I am working with this new reality the best I can. Um, I think it's fair to say though, that a lot of us are working at home in our underwear. I don't know if you've heard, but Walmart has confirmed that they are definitely selling more tops right now than bottoms, and I think that's pretty hilarious that uh, a lot of us are conducting our Zoom meetings, and uh, I'm not going to confirm or deny it, but maybe I'm even doing my interviews in my underwear. You just never know, right? What's not going to change is that I always have great guests for you, and... Uh, This week in particular, I have uh, some wonderful ladies joining me with information you really need right now. So aside from acquiring COVID-19, it's probably fair to say that most Canadians are concerned about money right now. So joining me is Sandra Martin, Editor-in-Chief of Money Sense Magazine, with the lowdown on every government subsidy out there right now, so you do not want to miss this one. Canadians from coast to coast are getting familiar with their kitchens again, and the lovely Julie Daniluk is joining me to share the absolute healthiest choices for those limited runs to the grocery store to help keep your mental and physical health operating at its best thank heavens for Anne Brody. She's here to guide us through the best of the best in entertainment. Also, the COVID-19 crisis is taking a toll on everyone's mental health. So Kelly Boss Flanagan, registered therapist, is joining me to discuss our new normal and how we can cope with it uh, in a healthy way. And finally, National Caregiver Day takes place the first Tuesday of April every year. It's a day to recognize Ontario's 3.3 million caregivers who support a family member, partner, friend, or neighbor by providing physical or emotional support. This year, however, more than ever, they really need us. So Amy Kupal is here to discuss how we can recognize burnout in our caregivers and how to support them. Thanks for joining me, let's get going.
1: just spoke to a Meridian advisor about variable versus fixed rate mortgages. And they told me that...
0: Variable rates change based on Meridian's prime rate. Exactly. And that... You could pay your mortgage down faster if Meridian's prime rate goes down. How did you know? I spoke with an advisor, too.
2: So, let's get a... a-
0: meridian five-year variable rate mortgage at 2.90%. Totally! totally. Apply today at meridianmortgages.ca or visit a Meridian branch.
1: Rates subject to change without notice. Some restrictions apply. 2.90% APR assumes the typical example of a new mortgage.
3: Think gotta keep me as true don't Think I'm gonna spend your cash now Even if you were broke I love don't cross her Take up on to drive your Benz now If I'm on a loss I got my own Even if you were broke
0: I love don't cross her Aside from acquiring COVID-19 the number one worry of Canadians right now is money Uh, rent, mortgages, credit cards, even purchasing groceries is causing an inordinate amount of stress for us. And before this pandemic even started, household debt in Canada was on average around $73,000. So we'll be doing a lot of soul searching in the coming months when it comes to finances. Joining me now is Sandra Martin, editor-in-chief of Money Sense magazine, to discuss just some of the relief options the government is offering and how MoneySense can help guide us through what is shaping up to be a long financial haul. Welcome to the show, Sandra. Thanks for having me, Candace. So you published an article recently uh, that listed all of the um, relief options uh, at a federal level at a, and a provincial level for Canadians. And I think like a lot of people, I'm, I was feeling very overwhelmed. It's like every day, a new option, right? So you broke this down for us. Uh, so tell me a little bit about some of the highlights of what, we, what Canadians are looking at.
3: Right. So we pulled together something that we'll be continuing to update because, as you said, things are changing almost daily. Uh, But there is aid from every level of government. Um, So probably the first thing that people will want to look at, if you've been laid off, uh, you can't work because you're taking care of a child uh, who's got no daycare, too young to be alone, um, or you need to take care of a sick relative, um, what you want to look at is the Canada Emergency Response Benefit or CERB. That's offered by the federal government. It's brand new uh, in response to the COVID-19 crisis. Um, And you can apply online. If you go to our website, moneysense.ca, it's the lead article on the site right now. Just so I'm not repeating a lot of URLs, there are links to all the information you need there. Um, but it's important to note that it's different from employment insurance. So if you've actually been out taken out of work permanently, uh, employment insurance may be the better choice for you um, because you're going to need it for a longer period of time, likely. Um, or if you've already applied for EI, um, don't worry, your application is still going to go through and be processed. You don't have to reapply because now there are two options. Um, but uh, know that after the four months that the CERB is available, you can still continue to receive EI.
0: Is the CERB only available uh, for the like these four months we're in? Or can you wait until you might need it in, say, July or August and then start your four months?
3: Right now, it's available retroactive from March 15th for four months. So four months after you apply for it, you can say yes. I've been out of work since March 10th, so I would like to receive that $2,000 per month retroactive to March 15th. Um, but if you don't need the money until July, if you're out of work, you've got you're you were smart enough to put together some savings, or fortunate enough to have an emergency fund, um, you may not be able to. I'm uh, hold on four months March. April, May, June, July, Uh, by July 15th, depending on what's happening, there might not be a need for CERB, let's touch wood. Um, So I would say if you are concerned, and you're not sure about the math, sit down with somebody who can help you, whether that's a representative at your bank, a friend who is more confident about personal finance, and really say, here's where I am, this is going to be a time for you to kind of come to terms with what your cash flow is, because I think a lot of us go from month to month with, uh, I'm covering my bills, I'm doing minimum payments or more on all of my debt, including credit cards, but you don't really know what your monthly needs are. Now's the time to sit down and say, how much have I been spending per month? All right, I've got this much in savings. Yeah, that's not going to last until July. If you're out of work, if you've been laid off, even if it's meant to be temporary, go ahead and apply for SERV because that's what it's there for.
0: And CERV is also for people who are self-employed, right? Or contractors.
3: Yes. Very important distinctions. So um, people who are self-employed haven't been able to make use of EI because you don't pay into it as a self-employed person. So yes, that is a great uh, benefit with CERV is that if you are self-employed and your work has dried up, you can apply for it so that you can keep going through this crisis.
0: Okay, so at the best of times, Canadians worry about money. Um, Obviously, now it's I think it's just intensified about a 1000 times. So how does money sense sort of suggest to uh, calm that worry a little bit right now?
3: So, at the beginning of this, where people were looking at the stock markets and saying, Oh my God, my RRSPs, I actually had a few people uh, DM me directly during that time because they know I work for MoneySense and say, Oh my God, I looked at my statement and what should I do? Should I sell everything and go into cash? So we started with the, hey, remember, investing is a long haul. Even if you're very close to retirement, you still have a number of years before you need to draw down all of that money, right? So even when you're in retirement and you're drawing from your your retirement savings, you're not using all of it at once. Then the problem with making a knee-jerk reaction and saying, oh my God, all of my stocks and mutual funds are down, even my ETFs, which I thought were supposed to be amazing because they're low fee are down because the markets are down. Uh, If you sell them, then that locks in the loss. If you sit on them, they will go up again eventually. If you look at just Google stock market graph over, over the years, because a lot of us haven't lived through a really bad crash before, the stock market has gone up and down. We've had like smaller blips that still affected people who were heavily invested in stocks particularly, but they didn't hit as many of us as this is hitting us now. Basically 20 years, this is the worst we've seen in 20 years, all of the gains that were made in the US stock markets during Donald Trump's presidency have been wiped out. Um, so people who look at their, their statements now are feeling shock. Um, So one of the first things we reminded people, which is a a tenet of what Money Sense has said for the last 20 years that we've been um, sharing personal finance information with Canadians, is it is a long haul. We don't. We really discourage people from trying to time the market or making knee jerk reactions. So, if you had a solid plan where you were diversified, um, you had a mixture of equities, some safer dividend paying stocks, some GICs perhaps, bonds, um, you're going to be okay eventually. It's hard to kind of sit and be patient, but Stock markets go up and down. We're down now. Um, I wouldn't try to tell anyone that this is the bottom. We don't know that for sure, but it will eventually go up. The one thing we know for sure is if you sell your stocks now, you're going to be locking in the loss. If you sit with it, they're going to go back up again.
0: And I think this is very much like, like this virus, unfortunately, is that this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Uh, take your time. Uh, and those knee-jerk reactions were why the stock market was plummeting. Uh, people were panicking, right? So uh, yeah. don't panic. Panic is never good for anybody. <laughs>
3: Great metaphor. It's a marathon. And same thing with, you know, the physical distancing and social isolation that we're doing now. This is not going to be forever. Um, it's We need to sit tight so that this can run its course and we can go back to life a little more normal than we're experiencing right now.
0: What we're all hoping for. Uh, so I only have a couple of minutes left, but I want to touch on something because I think there's some general confusion out there. And that's the, the talk about deferment. I think a lot of people are genuinely conf- confused about deferment uh, because deferment is not um, doesn't mean you don't have to pay and it could potentially make your situation worse.
3: Right. So what you're referring to is the fact that In most cases, so you'll need to talk to your lender specifically to get the exact conditions of your mortgage agreement or your credit card. But with most lenders, they will give you a break from your regular payments, but interest will continue to add up. During that time and you're going to have to pay that interest at some point when you resume your payments again. So you just need to be aware of that. Of course, it's it's a stopgap. It's better than, um, you know, missing a payment and possibly losing your, your home if you have a mortgage and that's what we're talking about um, or ruining your credit by missing credit card payments. But just be aware. So It really is on you to contact your lender and find out what the specifics of your agreement are. Some banks I'm hearing are offering uh, a three month break with no interest. I I can't say I can tell you for sure, but ask, it does not hurt to ask. Okay, great.
0: Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. So if people want to find that article specifically that we were talking about with all of the relief options and how they can um, get to them, where would they go?
3: go to money sense.ca. It's the lead article on the homepage. And if you go there, you'll find links to not only SERB and how to apply, but the other levels of provincial government, what of provincial and municipal government, what they're offering, um, and some other options that you consider as well.
0: Okay, and you're also on social media, right? So Facebook,
3: absolutely. So uh, we're on Twitter. Um, if you Google if just do a search for money sense, we're on Facebook, do a search for money sense.
0: Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us, Sandra.
3: Thanks, Candace. Even Take care. If I broke, my love don't cost a thing.
0: Stick around. More What She Said with Candace Sampson coming up on
1: 1059 The Region. Legoland Discovery Center in Vaughan is closed for the time
0: being. We continue to monitor the situation and will be ready to reopen when the time is right. In the meantime, we hope that your family stays safe and healthy. A special shout-out to all the doctors, nurses, medical staff, and researchers working so hard. Thank you.
4: Stop the spread of COVID-19. Do your part. Practice physical distancing. Stay two meters or six feet apart. Stay home and limit unnecessary travel. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands frequently. Sneeze or cough into your sleeve. Protect yourself and others. Visit markham.ca slash COVID-19 for more info. Welcome back to What She Said with Candace Sampson on
0: 105.9 The Region. We are joined again by Amy Coupel from Ontario Caregivers Organization for the fourth and final in a series about caregivers in Ontario. Today we're going to be talking about the state of caregiving in Ontario in general and the upcoming National Caregiver Day. Welcome back, Amy. Thanks for having me again. So what is National Family Caregiver Day?
2: Sure. So National Caregiver Day takes place on the first Tuesday of April every year. It's a chance to recognize caregivers across the country, including Ontario's 3.3 million caregivers. That
0: number is just staggering to me. I had no idea.
2: Well, I think part of what uh, is important to understand about caregivers is that people are caring for family members. They're caring for partners or friends or neighbors who may be in a long or short-term set of circumstances where they need additional support.
0: And as we've discussed before, not all caregivers self-identify as caregivers, right? So they're in that role, but they just may not be thinking they're in that role.
2: Well, that's it. And that's one of the reasons why National Caregiver Day is so important, because it means we can increase that awareness. Awareness. We know that caregivers are providing three quarters of patient care in Ontario and across the country. So it's an important thing to recognize caregivers who are out there helping people with injuries or different diagnoses or chronic conditions, and they're doing it every day.
0: So you're, you're the CEO of... Uh, but you ca- you have a lot of personal experience in this. So I feel like this was sort of your path all along
2: or or did was this just a fluke you ended up in this role? Uh, well, I guess maybe a little bit of both. I mean, when this role came along, it felt like this ideal convergence of my personal and my professional experience. So I have been a caregiver at three different times in my life for my brother who had cerebral palsy, for my mom in her cancer and palliative care journey, and now for my dad who's in his 80s. Three very different caregiving mm-hmm. experiences experiences. But I also have a real passion for uh, charitable and not-for-profit work and that's where I've spent most of my career. And so to be able to help to bring this organization to life and to support those 3.3 million caregivers in Ontario is a real passion project for me.
0: And I think, yeah, because you have so much experience, you're bringing so much to the table just even in just personal personal stories that you can bring and that empathy you can offer to caregivers in the same situation, right? Okay, so what are some of the challenges that carry Caregivers face uh, related to finding the
2: resources they need sure well we know that caregivers and they've told us this themselves even though they want to be caregivers and they're proud that they can take on that role they also feel tired and frustrated and overwhelmed so we heard through the spotlight report that we did last year with the change foundation that 77% of them want one place to go and that's one of the reasons why this organization was created it's why we have our 24-7 helpline in English and French so people 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 can call and get the information that they need about the programs and services that are available in their communities for them as a caregiver as well as the person that Mm -hmm. they're caring for if they need further information about that. They can also connect with us by chat on our website Monday to Friday from 9 to 7 in English and French. And there is a ton of information on our site at OntarioCaregiver.ca about many, many different aspects of caregiving. So we have a lot of things out there for caregivers because we know they need information. We know they need support and we know they need somebody to talk to, which is why we launched our peer support programs.
0: And you know, when you said that, you know, one place for everything, I immediately thought of what would a Google search bring if you went mm. to look, it would be a nightmare, right? You you really do. And you want an authoritative voice uh, you know who's going to be relaying the right information to you so I absolutely understand where they're coming from from on that so this is great that they have that resource now so what is what how would you define caregiver burnout?
2: Yeah, caregiver burnout is something we're paying a lot of attention to right now because of the additional responsibility of caregiving and how that can sort of tip the scales in terms of overwhelming people's lives. Everybody has other things that they're doing in their life, whether they're, they're working or parenting or participating in other aspects in their community. And so that physical and mental exhaustion is a real concern. We know that caregivers face uh, concerns related to depression and anxiety, as well as that emotional and mental exhaustion. So we know that that sense of being exhausted, that feeling of overwhelm, that feeling of guilt or anxiety, those can be signs of burnout in caregivers. And so what we would like to do increasingly is get to caregivers before they get there Mm -hmm. to help them to connect with those supports in their communities as well as provincially that will keep them going and sustain them in that caregiving role, which we hear from caregivers is really, really what they want. Help mm-hmm. me to be successful in the commitment that I've made to do this.
0: Right. And I think I read somewhere that most caregivers are women. Is that correct? Is there any statistics on that?
2: You know, we actually have some pretty good statistics about the involvement of men as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's actually more balanced than you would oh, think. Uh, but we do hear anecdotally about how the division of responsibilities between men and women can play out in different families or different circumstances. Right. Uh, but we certainly are Focused on all caregivers, regardless of age, regardless of geography, and regardless of condition of the person that they're caring for. Okay,
0: so the holidays, any holidays—Thanksgiving, Easter, Christmas—I mean, they're they're stressful under the best of circumstances, but for caregivers in particular, mm-hmm. it could be really the uh, extra stress. So, mm-hmm. how do you um, how do you help them through that?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, there is that expression that we've heard many times in different circumstances that you have to put your own gas mask on first. So we definitely would like to see caregivers take care of themselves in the way that they need to. And I know that that can be a sensitive issue for caregivers and I'm, I'm not just talking about, um, you know, uh, you described it previously in the series <laughs> face around, mask around the face, bu- mask, <laughs> face mask and bubble bath, but if it's a breath of fresh air, if it's a nap, if it's a cup of coffee, whatever it is that's going to keep you going. We, we really want to see that, that the caregivers get the support in doing that, that if you know a caregiver in your life around the holidays or any other time of the year, that you're saying, hey, can I bring you a cup of coffee? Would you like to go mm-hmm. for a walk? Can I take the dog for a walk? Whatever the case may be. But we wrote a blog post about this uh, in the holidays uh, at, at the end of 2019 around changing expectations. Because I do think that one of the things that comes up for caregivers is this idea that even though the circumstances of the person I'm caring for may have changed, we need to keep everything related to the holidays the same. Right. And <laughs> if we can say, how about we find a version of the holidays this year that's actually going to work. Mm -hmm. If someone's physical or mental circumstances have changed, we can still have some version of the holidays, but let's actually... Get creative about what's going to make it viable for everybody involved, for you as a caregiver and the person you're caring for.
0: So you mentioned as well, I just want to go back briefly, you mentioned a blog post. So obviously you have a lot of resources on the Mm -hmm. website for people. So they can go and they can search all of these topics and and the best ways to get support in those areas. But also I just want to mention again, because I feel it's so valuable, you have this great peer support uh, network, which is I think is gold. It's going to be so helpful to people, right?
2: We do. So we have our peer support network where people can actually be matched with someone who has or is walking the caregiving walk. Mm -hmm. And that can be a place that they can get emotional support. It's also a place to get some practical tips and strategies. And that one-to-one connection is something that caregivers have told us they really, really want. We also have a ton of information on our website at OntarioCaregiver.ca. We have a young caregivers website around, uh, supporting them young caregivers and we have a lot of information that we're putting out all the time to make the process easier for caregivers
0: okay so what can somebody do who's not necessarily a caregiver to help support Mm. somebody coming up on a national caregiver day
2: we hear from caregivers all the time acknowledge me You know, acknowledge that I've taken on this responsibility. And even if it's showing up at my door with a cup of coffee or saying, you know, I'm going to drop off dinner next week take a step that's actually going to make an impact in my life. And that is often a much more valuable way to support than to say, how can I help? Mm -hmm. How can I help may invite you into that circle of care. And somebody might say, you know, I would love it if you would come once a week and water the plants. Mm -hmm. That would make a huge difference. But when you step up and take an initiative that you know is going to make a difference for that caregiver in your life, it's so appreciated because that sense of isolation is real for a lot of caregivers and when friends and family and neighbors rally around them and say, you know, I'm in this with you, or I see what you're doing, that makes such a big difference for caregivers. Okay, amazing.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today, Amy. You can find the past three episodes of this series on the 105.9 Region website or by subscribing to the What She Said podcast with Candace Sampson on Apple and Spotify. Uh, And we also have these videos up on our Facebook page.
3: Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian. Expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply.
5: Don't get around much anymore Thought I'd visit the club Got as far as the door They'd have asked me about you Don't get around much anymore
0: Joining me now is the lovely Anne Brody with some more entertainment and holy cow do we need entertainment.
1: Don't we just? You've oh, this
0: is, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, I can't remember a time where I've watched so much television. I know, but you, we have to get outside because
1: otherwise we're going to have to sue the uh, streaming sites for butt surgery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, well, well we're all so trying to flatten the curve. We can at least be amused. Yes. So, and, and we're very lucky. What she said has a very exclusive trailer to share. So tell yes. me about that. Yes, we do.
1: BritBox, an awesome, awesome uh, streaming service that combines BBC and ITV, the English shows, which you know I'm crazy about. They have given us an exclusive trailer for the Majorca Files, queries with a girl who's an who's an introvert stuck with this detective who is an extrovert. He's German. She's English lots of trouble. And it's, it's really worth watching. They've got a great relationship and the show is exciting. So that's coming up lately. It turns a young man, he decides to go home. He has no money. He has no possible means of making it ha- work. You know, he, he can barely afford the fare to get over. Anyway, he walks from Belfast to south of Dublin. And I timed it. That's a day and a half solid walking. Wow without water and he winds up collapsed in a heap in front of his sister's house he hasn't seen her since they were separated 30 years previously this is a master class on acting on the part of Stephen Graham who you might know from Taboo or Gangs of New York oh god he's so good you just watch it and there's a lot of discomfort when he's drunk I think he's actually drunk But, I mean, that's over with. And then the really meaty stuff starts, the emotional stuff. Oh, my God. It's a shimmering performance. Unbelievable. It's On Topic, which is a new streaming service. And, again, it's aces.
0: Well, we need another streaming service. That's for sure. I got to tell you, there was one that I watched in here that literally gave me um, chills. The Other Lamb. Oh,
1: God. You know, This is about the subjugation of women, and I'm thinking how far back in time these things were, existed, when you have a charismatic, strong man running a bunch of women, remote area where he can't be seen or disciplined or whatever, and how these women fall under the spell. And in this series, film rather, the women, you don't know when it's happening because they're dressed like pioneers, Turns out it's like now. The women are beaten and uh, then they're love bombed if they do anything wrong. And it follows this one girl who grew up in the cult. Her mother co-founded it with this charismatic leader. And she's beginning now to get thoughts of leaving. And how can she do it? She has no idea what's out there because she's never seen it. Very gripping. Okay. Yeah,
0: that one, that one actually gave me chills. Okay, so yeah. um, do you mean, also, uh, Apple TV has Home Before Dark. Another great one. And this time the star is a little
1: girl. I, I don't know. I think maybe 12 years old. I'm not sure if they referred. I don't remember that. Brooklyn Prince, who starred in the Florida Project, the little wee girl. She's so talented. So the story is her father was a crime reporter in New York and he would take her to the crime scenes and she sort of caught the bug on reporting. So he loses his job. They move out to this remote farmhouse owned by his now-in-a-home grandfather. And there's a murder. The kid starts to investigate. And, gosh, she's got such nerve and such intelligence and such cool. And she's bullied for all of this in school. Jim Stur just plays her father. This is sensational. I want to mention Tiger King on Netflix. I think it's grossly lowbrow but also in my area when I was a child there was a man who lived in the country and he had a bear and he would charge people to come and see this bear and of course the bear killed his girlfriend so dumb I don't believe in owning wild animals like all these roadside monkeys who wind up in sanctuaries who has the nerve to do that that is just so against morality if you ask me so I won't be watching did you watch it?
0: I watched two episodes and I had to stop. It literally yeah. was just, it, it was, it was driving me crazy. I, I, am, I am laughing at the Twitter uh, tweets going out about it, uh, but <laughs> I don't need to watch it. Uh, no. I, I'm getting the enjoyment from Twitter. Um, yeah. So you've also, this week on the website, you are bringing, um, you're bringing us some mystery. Uh,
1: tons of mystery. Excellent. What in my mind is the best mystery in in film and TV, and I just want to say we cover the silent film of Alfred Hitchcock all the way up to the present. So it's gonna be exciting. I hope you read it.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for joining
5: us. Thank Anne. You, I'm here to be back so next week.
0: We'll be back. See okay, you. amazing.
5: Don't get around much anymore.
0: candace sampson and what she said coming up on 1059 the region chef julian Panzer here of the chef upstairs cooking is an important part of life bringing people closer together and maintaining healthy eating habits the chef upstairs is offering a virtual cooking experience cooking classes for all ages and a variety of cuisines led by a professional chef and all from the comfort and safety of your own home check out the chef and elevate your cooking experience now
4: did you know that old windows and doors can be costing you money each year in heating bills? In Canada, windows are really cold, so you need to check that your windows and doors are doing the job. At Wintech, they make the best vinyl windows, secure doors, and at reasonable prices. Are you wondering how a kid like me knows these things? Well, my daddy owns Wintech, and at our house, we talk about windows and doors. If you need replacements, go to Wintech.ta and ask for my daddy.
0: Welcome back to What She Said with Candace Sampson on 105.9 The Region. nutritionist and TV personality Julie Daniluk. Julie is the award-winning, best-selling author of Meals That Heal, Inflammation, and Slimming Meals That Heal. Her third book, Hot Detox, was on the Canadian bestseller list for 11 weeks. Julie is currently writing her fourth book, and she is the co-host of a reality cooking show called Healthy Gourmet. All of this is to say that she is the perfect guest on what she said this week as Canadians hunker down and get familiar with their kitchens
4: again. Welcome to the show, Julie. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And you're right. I am so thrilled to see cookbooks flying off the shelf and being dusted off people's bookshelves and just... Digging into those delicious family favorites, but also learning how to renovate your family favorites so that they, they are boosting your immune system even more. <laughs> well, we,
0: it was funny. You and I were talking a little bit before we started this interview where I was saying, you know, think about all the machines in your kitchen that are being dusted off around the country, right? People are pulling out their bread machines and their juicers yes. and their blenders and they're yes. trying all these new
4: recipes, right? Because they have the I top love of it. Yes, exactly. They have the time and they're also incredibly enthusiastic to try to support their immune system. So that's one thing I've noticed is how many people are using those hashtags to find healthy meals, to uh, really understand what can I do to support my immune system? Because, you know, I know a lot of people are saying there's nothing that you could do to prevent COVID-19 or other viruses. Of course, you can't really say what you can come in contact with. But you can boost your immune system so that your lungs can cope better when it does hit. So I think it's really important for us to cover off those nutrients today and make sure people feel strong. I think it's like anything, right? The healthier you are when you, you get something, uh, the better
0: off you'll be to fight it off, right? So you, you just it. started a new community called Meals That Heal
4: Thrive Tribe. So tell me about this. I'm ecstatic that we really wanted to listen to what people are dealing with, they're at home. How, what a wonderful time for us to start a support group that will walk you through the anti-inflammatory lifestyle, starting with how to boost your immune system, then moving to how to reduce your stress, and then really addressing other ways that we can juice up our joints, help us feel stronger, more energetic, and really able to face every day with more positivity and that's so important right now because mental health is huge so you say that there's a lot of food choices
0: we make that can increase our mental physical and emotional strength and performance
4: so what are, what are those foods what kind of we're yeah. we talking about well let me take you through the rainbow because i can kind of hit off um both immunity and stress we want to go through the colors because they actually represent uh, vitamins, which people may not realize that all orange foods typically have vitamin A. And pro A protects our lungs, protects our skin. It helps to flip over your cells faster. So it's a wonderful immune booster. So getting out your Breville juicer, juicing lots of carrots would be a great thing right now, just in case you have a juicer at home. Um, then moving on to green. Green represents the B vitamins. And B vitamins are our stress vitamins, they help to reduce our stress response, which is so important. So we want to have lots of folate. Folate is, uh, it's so cool because the Latin word is foliage. It makes so much sense that we want extra vitamin B9. And we find it from all those dark leafy greens, your kale, your arugula, all those wonderful, if you love spinach, dig into it right now. And what's interesting is that there was a recent study showing how spinach helps to reduce our cravings because they have a new hashtag out there called quarantine15 where a lot of people are gaining weight rapidly because of their stress response. Oh, I'm one of them. My hands (laughs) are Right? People are noshing on food that they're not accustomed to eating or maybe they'll have a little bit but now they're having the whole bag because they're not able to leave their home, they're lonely, they're stressed. So there's a lot of reasons why. So dig into that spinach before you hit your treats and you may in fact have greater willpower, which is super cool. Um, We also want to dig into red foods because red foods often have a ton of vitamin C. If you think about berries, if you think about um, red peppers, red peppers are the number one source of vitamin C in produce sporting 360 milligrams of vitamin C. the equivalent of six oranges in one large red bell. Pepper. Wow. And what I love about them is they last so long in the fridge. So if you're out doing a shop once every week or once every 10 days, and they're often from a hot house that is locally produced. So there's a million reasons why I think red peppers are at the top of everyone's shopping list right now. They're just fantastic for you. So okay. you can see how all those colors We're cutting, we're really hitting a lot of important ones. And the last color that I think is worth mentioning is a lot of the dark, dark pigments in things like blackberries, blueberries. That sports anthrocyanins, which is amazing for reducing your stress response and boosting your immune system. So reach for those dark, dark, rich colored pigments, purple cabbage, red onion. So if you can, if you can pick it white or you could pick it dark go for the darker version of that food. For example, purple cabbage over white cabbage, red onions over white onions, just to give our body those extra phytonutrients, because typically when we're out in the world, we have a lot of access to this food, but here at home, We're not doing as much shopping, so I want to get every single morsel of nutrition I can into people. (laughs) Right. So when you do go out for those rare trips to the grocery store, the (laughs) bag of spinach instead of the bag of potato chips. (laughs) (laughs) Please, please. And if you really need something salty, I understand, because what will be a shocking fact to a lot of people is salt reduces cortisol in the body, your stress response, why because it's a wonderful thing as we adapted as we evolved as human beings when we reached for something salty we got 65 trace minerals so our brain is hardwired to look for salty things because it would give us electrolytes to run away from the bear if we encountered one but in modern society now our salt is stripped white it is only sodium and chloride all those trace minerals are removed so if you do have a chance to hit a healthy store or the health food aisle of a conventional grocery store look for pink salt or gray sea salt that's got all those trace minerals to reduce your stress response but also give you the electrolytes so that your immune system stays higher and you have more energy because you may be feeling like a human sloth right now and we want to move you away from that reality and give you that energy you need to get out for your one 15 minute walk that you're allowed per day (laughs) yeah i know
0: it's it's a crazy new world we're living in um so you talk about there's other inflammatory techniques uh, that people can tap into, uh, aside from food. So what
4: what would those look like? Well, I'm a huge fan of yoga. And my brother, who's a 20 year yoga instructor has taught me a lot about how to switch off your stress response using these yoga techniques. It turns out, You can manually stimulate your vagus nerve, which is a nerve that runs from your brain into your belly, and you can switch off your stress. One of the big ones I want to teach you today, because it's so easy, is double your exhale. So you would breathe in for four and breathe out for eight. And by doubling your exhale, you manually switch off your stress response because you're saying to your body, I'm not running away from a bear. There's nothing wrong here. I can absolutely relax. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you talk about um, a live it being far more powerful than a diet. Yes, absolutely. I so love explain, that. Explain that to me. So a diet is a food prison you can't wait to break out of. Let's face it. 95% of diets fail. So what I want to introduce to people is the idea of a live it, which is a living, breathing, changing, healthy way of eating that is your own. I believe Truly, that there's there's seven and a half billion livets out there, and we have to help you design what works for you instead of a rigid meal plan. We have to really adapt to what happens every single day. Like, what do you crave? What 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 is what is in front of you? What could we just making the healthiest choices you can is your livet. And I really uh, love love helping people tap into food intuition using eating psychology to make sure that we get to the root. Of why you eat what you eat it's so important okay yeah I wish I wish I had more
0: time today so here's what I'm gonna do will you come back next week I would love that that would be amazing because I think we should continue this conversation because it's very important for people to maintain that healthy uh, eating while they're in self-isolation so I'm gonna have you back next week Uh, (laughs) but in the meantime where can people find you online
4: Online, I'm just at Julie Daniluk, which is by name. It's D-A-N-I-L-U-K is my last name. And I also have a website called Hot Detox, which is super easy to remember. <laughs> okay, amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today, Julie. Oh, it was such a pleasure. Thank you so
0: much. Yeah, with Candace Sampson and what she said coming up on 105.9 The Region.
3: I will survive Oh, as long as I know how to love I know I'll still live I've got all my life to live I've got all my love to give I'll survive I will survive Hey!
0: a psychotherapist focusing on individual family and couples counseling. She is a well-known Canadian relationship and wellness expert and has appeared in a professional capacity in countless media markets as a guest and writer. Kelly draws her interpersonal relationships expertise from also being a busy wife and mom to two school-aged kids.
5: Welcome to the show, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me, Candace.
0: So right off the top, I got
5: to say, I'm figuring you're in high demand right now. It's busy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely been busy. Um, interpersonally, professionally, um, you know, it's just been a lot of, you know, trying to help, trying to be a voice, doing a bit more media, just trying to, yeah, lend some strategies because obviously that's a lot of what I do. So yeah. It's, it's been a busy time. So
0: I have to say, before we sort of just discuss sort of the general population, one of the things that's occurred to me is that therapists in general, uh, psychologists, mm. psychiatrists, you probably weren't prepared for this uh, type of mental health tsunami that's come in. What
5: are you doing to stay uh, grounded in this situation? That's a good question. And fun fact, I really wasn't prepared because I opened the new studio space March (laughs) first. You know, and was gonna bring in yoga and other health professionals. And now everything's just been, you know, stopped in that way. Um, and then of course, you know, some of my regular clients, they just they they don't have the capability to do the phone or the internet. So there's been changes there professionally. Personally, I feel like the first week I was just kind of in this fog probably a lot of us were, and Jess was waiting to see what it meant. Um, I also worked part-time in healthcare. So as you can imagine, a ton of questions there on how that was going to go and doing community mental health, private practice. How is this going to go? Who's going to drop off? Am I going to be able to pay rent? Like these kind of personal (laughs) questions. Right. And then of course, you know, how can I help in a broader sense? You know? um, Yeah. I think I was just in a big fog coming out of that. Um, a little more recently, uh, trying to find a little structure has been important to me mm-hmm. um, because, especially when you're working from home, and I always have, so, you know, at least part-time, so that's not new. But the unknown of it and new technological demands, all that has been super taxing, like trying to get in other people's systems and trying to find things that will work for other people. And, I mean, the first couple days, I, I could have gone to bed at 7. I was done. Right. So. Um coming out now, I'm just trying to get a little more sleep, stick to structure. Um I'm I'm looking for some new normals. I haven't put all of the self-care things I want in place yet for myself, but I'm also being a bit, you know, easy on myself and just letting myself explore what that's gonna look like. So, so let's that let's answer your about, question.
0: Let's talk about normal a bit. Um, because mm. I think that we throw that word around mm. um And it doesn't have a common meaning for us. So what is, uh, what would be considered normal right now?
5: Like normal in behavior? Yeah. It's funny because probably like really early in this, I did an interview for CDC and and we're just talking about COVID and were people freaking out and how to talk to kids. And at that point I said, well, I don't know if everyone's talking about it. Just like adults, a lot of us weren't. We were, yeah, some people were aware, some people were more cautious. And a lot of people are like, meh, I, yeah, I've heard of it. I'm not really worried, that kind of thing. Everything's changed now. So I think, I think normal is your status quo. <laughs> so whatever it was before, if you're someone that gets huge health anxiety, then probably having some health anxiety now would be really normal for you. If you're someone that is a complete introvert and likes to just – um you know, kind of be on their own, and you're finding yourself, I don't know, wanting to do something different or reaching out to people, then that would be abnormal for you. Like, really, it's kind of like, what, what how are you coping before? Mm-hmm. Then throw in everyone's individual circumstances, normal might have been also tossed out the window for your last year, a lot of people had things happen in 2019, that they were looking forward to 2020 and doing something new and getting back to whatever normal was. So yeah, I mean, that's a tough question, because I think it's, whatever's normal for you, given your circumstances. And so, yeah, some people are freaked out. I've had people that struggle with a lot of anxiety that are finding it a little bit easier to deal with right now. And some people are saying, welcome to my world, rest of the world. Like (laughs) (laughs)
0: introverts introverts everywhere think this is the best thing. It's the extroverts like myself.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so the, the new, the normal is yeah, pretty subjective. And again, what is it for you? Like uh, for me, um, it's, I, you know, I had stress three months ago. This wasn't, it wasn't like suddenly had stress and had to look at what that dealt with. And I was suddenly irritable. I was irritable three months ago. So that's not normal, but I can feel new things. Like right now I have a lot of tightness in my chest that comes up. Um, not every day, but much more frequently, um, which sucks during a respiratory illness, because you're always like, What is this? What, what am I catching something? You know, a little bit worried about that. But yeah, I think that's uh, for me, it shows that physically I am experiencing everything that's going on in the world, and I'm physically kind of manifesting the stress right here, and I feel it right here. So I have to actively try and breathe into that area and calm down. Um, That wasn't normal for me a couple months ago, but not completely abnormal for me to feel that in a time of stress, if that makes sense. And I I think
0: that's important for people to recognize right now um, Mm. because a lot of people may not be aware of this uh, or have not paid enough attention to it is that there is a strong mind body connection. And if you're, if you're stressing, it is going to manifest in your body somewhere physically. So Mm -hmm. upset tummy, uh, you know, tight muscles, Mm -hmm. aches and pains, so you do have to be aware of that connection yeah.
5: right now, especially. Absolutely. When um, on a, I do a podcast talk therapy pod, we were talking about this physical sensation, and some people contacted us like, "Oh, that's what that is." Like they were are just like, "I thought I had like developed some kind of chest problem," and it, oh no, okay, it's anxiety or grief, right? Right, and if you've never dealt with that before, that's a yeah. new feeling.
0: Um, and I think it's compounded because everybody around you is also feeling it.
5: Yes, absolutely. Like the trickle down on this is huge. There are the things that you expect to be stressful and then all the little things attached that you're like, Oh yeah, that means that. And then this means that, and what does this mean for the summer vacation? And, or our plans this way. Um, my friend's getting married, and I was like, "Oh, was like what are you doing?" And she's like, "I don't know. Like it's a wait and see game." So, yeah, there's all these things that you think about that will affect um, so many other little things that you may not attach to it initially. But as you start exploring, like what this week looks like or what next week looks like, you start to make new connections of things that are now also up in the air.
0: So let's talk a little bit then about how um, to help people. Uh, at home, sort of take that deep breath all the way to the belly Mm -hmm. and, um, and ground themselves right now. Like, instead of getting too far ahead, how do we pull ourselves into this moment and
5: and ground ourselves? I think we have the perfect example of how we can't predict the future happening to us right now. (laughs) None of us, well, I mean, maybe there's some scientists or some you know, book writer that had this prediction, but most of us did not see this coming. Most of our spring worry plans are not even on the table, look nothing like what we thought they would look like. And so if anything has taught us that we can't predict the future, I think COVID-19 is a very good example. So here we are, and we can't even predict what next month looks like. We don't know when schools go back. We don't know if um, events are going to be happening this summer. We don't know. And so that is very disconcerting, but also a little bit reassuring that we can take back this desire to have it all figured out and say, what can I do in this moment? Because the only time I have any control is this moment. The stuff that really freaks us out, causes the most anxiety is that past and future stuff, which again, we have no control over. So if we can lie down and bring it to the now, you know, we can learn from things. Absolutely. We can make some plans, absolutely. You know, think about a few contingency things, but don't let ourselves get too stressed or carried away from it. So my biggest tip would be to bring it back into the now and just control what you can. Today, you know, uh, if I think about having to homeschool for the next six months, I am going to fall apart. (laughs) If I think about getting through homeschooling tomorrow, that's a little bit more doable. If I think about, um, you know, sharing space or trying to do, Work from home when I think the people in my house have never respected it before. How are they gonna respect it now? That's past. Then I'm also gonna go crazy. If I think, can is everyone being okay right now? Is this doable right now? Can I work right now? Is there a spot I can work in right now? This makes it, you know, places where you have a little control. And in a time where we have very little control, I think this is pretty important. Yeah. I also like a lot what you said about the deep breath, because I feel like just taking a deep breath is as present as we can get sometimes. And just having that big diaphragm breathing can really bring us back to the moment when our mind is racing different spots. Another thing you can practice is relaxation strategies. Go online, find the voices that don't irritate you or the music doesn't drive you wild. Find the thing that works. There's progressive muscle relaxations and passive muscle relaxations and guided imagery and very specific like gratitude meditations, things you can look up that you can practice and the importance of practicing is it is to remind ourselves what it feels like to relax. Because often we can live like this, like just the shoulders are up, we go from thing to thing. And then suddenly we're like finally relaxing. And I'm not talking about numbing out. A lot of us are very right, good. Yeah. We could get that Netflix, um, been watching down pat, no problem. It's a little bit different. It's that conscious relaxing where your shoulders drop down when you're noticing your breathing, where you're in this moment. And practicing that, even in the scary, tough times, is helpful. And then you can access it when you need it. Like, okay, I need to really relax now. And if I don't know what that feels like, it's going to be harder. But if I can go to that spot and go, yeah, okay, kind of remember what that feels like, then that's helpful.
0: Amazing. Okay, so if people want to uh, connect with you online, where can they
5: find Mm. you? So I'm at kellyboss.com. So that's one S. Um, if you want to check in, we're doing some workshops and stuff out of our studio right now. That's at Muskoka Mind and Body, um, ca, And uh, on all my social challenge, uh, channels, I'm on Instagram, Kelly Boss Therapy, Facebook, Kelly Planning Boss Therapy, Twitter, Kelly Boss Therapy again. Um, so, different You're channels. I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit everywhere. And oh, awesome. I Top Therapy Pod. So, we've got the podcast going too, and you can find us on Instagram there too. I'm happy to answer any questions. Um, this is something I can do to help. So I'm happy to do it. I don't sew. There's other things I can't do, but I can do this.
0: Okay, amazing.
5: Thank you so much for joining me today, Kelly. Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: That's it for this week. Thank you for staying together apart for another week on what she said as we work together to plank the curve. Be sure to follow me on What She Said Talk on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for videos of these interviews and more. You can also subscribe to What She Said with Candace Sampson on Apple and Spotify for extended interviews and complete shows. See you next week. Until then, stay home and stay safe. Previous episodes of What She Said on 1059theregent.com.